This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Hello. Hi, we're here. Again and again and again. What is, um, I'm already going to start with my Glennon quote for today. I feel like every, um, <laughs> here we go. I, I don't think she does it as much anymore, but I know you listen how she's always like, I can't believe you guys are back. <laughs> here we are. That's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. And she's on episode like 300. Yep. So she should probably be over that feeling. Whereas we're, I don't know, this will be episode like 17 that's or crazy. something by the time it posts. Not even, actually. Maybe... It might be. 15, I think. So we, I think, can still say, I can't believe y'all are still coming back. Like, Glennon... Come on. Okay. Come on, Glennon. You know people are coming back, so we don't need... Now it just sounds a little braggy, (laughs) but for us, we really are happy that you're here. So, yes, this is awesome. Again, we say this almost every episode as well, that we're loving this, because we are. And tonight... Maddie's wrapping up a semester of school, so I asked her if this was going to be energy draining or energy giving tonight, and what did you say? I, like, my initial thought was like, oh, that's going to be so draining, just the thought of it, but then anytime you and I hop on our call, I'm always like, this is fun, and I enjoy it, so. Yeah, it's a great outlet. It uses kind of different parts of our brain that our maybe your school self or our work selves or my mom self don't yeah. get to utilize all the time. Right. So this is fun. So tonight, um, as we're probably by this point, we're going to be around Christmas time. And so we are talking tonight about joy. Love it. I love it too. I just, a couple weeks ago, I texted you and I was like, we have to do one on joy. And that could go in so many different directions, which is maybe why I'm excited about it. Um, and is purposefully bland, maybe, just saying one word. And that was purposely not to lead us in one way or another. So I'm really excited because, yeah, we'll see where this leads. Right. And I said, oh, I love it, which I do. But I definitely felt stumped early on. I was like, what do I have to say about this? And even I know you and I both kind of prep similarly where we're looking up other podcasts and it's kind of difficult to find podcasts on it. I so agree. We're going to add to that list. Of I think I found like one or two mm-hmm. because, yes, we're now one. So if anyone else Googles joy, hopefully <laughs> we're popping up. Wouldn't that be cool? We pop up. Yeah. Um, okay. Every episode. I keep forgetting now. Oh, and Maddie, you didn't do a definition. Come on. I guess I have one now, kind of. Okay, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, again, this isn't worked out. I don't know why I keep forgetting to write out a definition. Um, but I honestly had this, like, come to Jesus moment when I was prepping. And I was like, oh my gosh, joy is just being present. 
And I think that's the most oh. simple definition I can give. And that's probably why this topic seems so difficult for me because I struggle with being present. Okay, we're hitting it off strong with some light bulbs. Um, I cheated and I had to look it up, not because I couldn't come up with something, but I don't know. It wasn't eloquent, that's for sure. And not that it needs to be because nothing that we say is eloquent. But when I was looking it up, I stumbled across one from, oh, here we go. Person number two, who's it going to be? Brene Brown. You got it. You got it. Okay. Brene. So she defines joy in a two part. So the first one just being a brief state of intense happiness. Okay. That wasn't totally doing it for me. So I kept reading from Brene and it says joy stems from a deep connection and appreciation and has a spiritual aspect, a sense of experiencing something greater or more powerful than ourselves. Okay. So instead of that, this is a brief state of intense happiness, and I kind of view joy as like a deeper sense of happiness. Okay. I have two things from both of those definitions. The Even though like I knew this from my research in this, I was like, this is so true that I think we all are striving for happiness, but happiness like isn't a destination. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true that we never arrive at I was kind of looking at joy as happiness. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. You, girl, <laughs> yes. So if we're, like, you can't arrive at happiness. It's about, like, being present and being in the moment. And so I like that she said it's, like, a brief state, as in, like, it's not going to remain. It's kind of going to fluctuate. Um, and then I think the second definition you gave, like, having a deep connection and appreciation, that can only come from being present because we're not going to feel connected or appreciative of what we're experiencing if you're ruminating in the past or thinking ahead. You just touched on like three of the tangents that I had talked we'll about. We'll keep talking about them because I have I more to say too. Okay. I wasn't like talking to myself about them. Like I was brain dumped. Okay. Whatever. You guys can all think I'm crazy. <laughs> the one thing was... That idea of the destination and happiness or joy is a destination. And so it's research proven that when we view it as I'll be happy when. So I'll be happy when I get this job, when I buy a certain car, when I am married, whatever. Okay. I'll be happy when. So this whole thing. Whatever that is, is leading to that win is the idea of a destination. It is research proven again and again and again. There's a bunch of studies that this is fleeting. And then when you get to that and when your happiness significantly plummets when you reach the destination. Is it because you had this expectation of how great it was going to be? And then when you arrive, you're like, oh, like I feel the same as I always do. Yeah, I think that was part of it that they touched on. And the other reason that I'm guessing is like the excitement, the fulfillment, like that joy is in the journey and the process or the progress over the product. Yep. 
right? And we've touched on that a thousand times. Like you, it's, wow, you're so excited to like get that piece of paper of a degree and then you get the degree and like, meh. What's next? Right? And so it's that whole thing and that's like very researched, proven. Mm -hmm. That like if we keep living for the next when, the next moment, the next destination, like you're never going to actually be joyful, present or happy. Yeah. I'm kind of experiencing that right now like although I haven't got got there I've been thinking a lot of how I got my new car and I was so excited for this new car and I have to remind myself even though like it's unfortunate like a couple months from now it's just going to be my car and it's like not that exciting thing anymore and that's just exact proof of what we're talking about that you think life's going to be so much better when you get that thing from Target like you and I were just talking about and it's like it's also fleeting life is better at Target Maddie no one can dispute that and it's not necessarily the things I buy at Target it's the experience of going and walking around Target and having your Starbucks the journey that it takes me on that's right but yeah I I um thought the exact same thing and yet I'm so guilty of doing exactly that I, okay, so to counter that, right? So how do we not do that, right? Because that's very tempting and very real. And we all do it as much as we want to be present and in the moment and not do that. Like it happens, right? And that's not to say never to go for like those destination accomplishments, right? Like important too. Because they are important too. And it is fulfilling to like be on that journey and like do the hard work to identify the car the excitement of Mm -hmm. all that right that is valuable too so we're not saying don't do that but to tie to that definition I gave from Brene like a piece of her other research and she has many videos about this and we actually um right around Thanksgiving our leadership team at work watched this mini clip of Brene that I've seen and probably a lot of people have seen but it talks about this like in the research like Brene saying this In the research, we learned that the most effective way to cultivate joy in our lives is to practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. So not just be grateful, right? Like that's a practice. That's an active thing. So she was saying anyone that uh, they interviewed or, you know, were with for this research, the people who are the most joyful who on this Likert scale could identify as like, I am living in joy or presence or whatever Mm -hmm. the word was. They were able to identify a daily gratitude practice, a journal, a moment in the morning where they take five minutes to meditate on what they're grateful for before moving through the day. Or um, they had a, they had trained their brain, right? Like in moments where they were grateful to pause or whatever it was, like all of the people that were joyful, almost every single one, it was like 20,000 people or something, were able to tie it back to... Sean just walked in and handed me a <laughs> Can I catch up on it? Oh my God. I'm keeping um, this in. But then, That's you know, hilarious. Ketchup. How am I supposed to eat that? <laughs> it's 5.30. I'm hungry. I didn't think that through. Sorry, y'all. Okay. I am grateful that he made me dinner. Okay, so there was joy in this moment for sure. Um, Okay, but it doesn't just happen, right? Like they had to get themselves into that practice and all of the 20,000 participants. 
freaking hot dog. All of the 20,000 participants that were able to identify joy in their lives, all of them had a common theme of gratefulness. Right. I think it's important that, again, we this is another one of those topics we say in every single episode is those people that are experiencing the joy have an active practice. It's not just naturally comes to them. It's that they have chosen to set aside this Mm -hmm. amount of time to really recognize, okay, what am I grateful for in my life? And I will be like the first to say I'm not great at that. Again, when you gave the topic of joy, I was like, ugh, just because I know it's a bit of a struggle for me. And now it even makes a little bit more sense because I have a jar. Actually, do you remember this? When I was like working for you, I told you I'm getting these two jars and your handwriting so pretty that I had you write out on stickers. Oh, do you remember that? I do. I do. One of them mm-hmm. literally said, you still have them? Yes. And one of them said, grateful on it. Because I wanted to every single day put a sticky note in there. And then at the end of the year, you were supposed to take them out and read everything. How is that going? Not great. <laughs> I think that <laughs> when, when I first had you do that, I was doing it pretty consistently, but it's definitely fallen off. And it's not hard. Like, it takes two seconds to do that. We try to do that at home, not sticking out in a jar, but I do like that idea. Um, every night dinner, when we're able to all sit down. So, I mean, we have to answer football, whatever, and can't do it. But we all sit down and we go around in a circle. I think I've talked about this before. Like, one thing that, like, was good, bad. Yep. Something that was good in your day, something that was bad in your day, and something that you're grateful yep. for. And It is interesting, not every time, but I also talked about the connection between very often the thing that was good or made us happy is also the thing that we're most grateful for. And that just kind of happens organically, right? Um, So I think that's like a, yeah, me too, not great at that as a constant practice, Um, but an interesting tie because First, if you just Google, and I was like, I wonder what this brings up. I just Google, like, how to find joy. Okay. So I typed into Google. Oh, my God. There is so many articles and to-do lists. And that just got me thinking. At first, I was like, oh, those are good ideas. And then I was like, but that's searching outside of myself for what could potentially bring joy to my life. Right? And then it reminded me, actually, of a podcast I listened to, no surprise here, also Glennon, but they brought, um, his name is Ross Gay, and he is a writer, and amongst many other things, professor, all these things. But I listened to in it, once. they talk about, oh, I just clicked love for it me. so much. So, yes, they talk about he's joy. At IU. Did you know that? Yes, he is. He is at IU, Yes. So the word he uses or what they talk about a lot is the idea of a delight. Okay, so noticing delights in your life. And so they talk about this. Anyone, you should go listen to Roske on Glennon because it is super good. It, he actually has a double episode with him and recommend. But what I took from that is this delight practice or exercise and Glennon talks about doing it with her dad where like initially in order to form a better connection with him um the thought was throughout the day anything that brought them a delight like an unexpected 
delight or happy mm-hmm. feeling or whatever it would be, they would snap a picture of it and with no explanation, just send it to each other. And so me and two of my friends started, I've talked about them many times, Jess, who you all know because we had her on the last episode, um, and then my friend MT from college, the three of us had a group chat and we would do that. And it might be, okay, let's give some examples of, it's something simple and often unexpected, mm-hmm. but once you start recognizing these things in the world, you almost can't stop seeing them all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was the idea of, what's a good idea? Like a dog in a cute little what, like rain boots, like dogs in rain boots. Like how silly, right? Like, or like you're, my kid walks out in like some crazy outfit and starts dancing, yep. like delight, right? Or someone unexpected, like that used to work with you shows up at work just to visit. You're like, oh, how unexpected and delightful, right? So it's like those simple things. Like my one was, I was at a coffee place that, Dutch Bros for anyone Jealous. who knows. And I was in line and so good. And they pretty much always take your order outside, right? And in Texas, you can do this year round. So they come outside, they take your order, whatever. They come up to your car. So the one day, I need to link this picture in the show notes. I pull up and they're wearing like these globes almost of pla- It's raining. Okay. So they're still taking my order outside. But they're wearing like this plastic suit that almost looks like a globe around them. Okay. And they're just like out there taking our order in these plastic globes that are like (laughs) like suspenders are holding them on. So it's like an umbrella that you don't have to hold. Yeah, but it covered like their body. Like the top half of their body. I got to find this picture. Anyway, it was hilarious. Okay. And those people were just so happy, like unbothered. No one mentioned, like, they didn't say, isn't this funny when they came up? I was trying to keep a straight face. I'm like, I'll have a green tea with whatever. Like, hilarious. But my picture that day was sneaking a photo of them and sending it to the group, right? So the idea is, like, your delight then is shared. And I think part of delight is that shared experience. Like, if I experience it individually, it's not as delightful as if I'm able to turn to the person next to me and be, like, smile and be like, did you catch that too? Right. Right. So like the idea of it being shared and then being really simple everyday moments. So like those delights and then being grateful that you've experienced them. So that was like such a light bulb for me. And whether or not I send the picture every day, like that is something that I've definitely started to notice more of. I love the sharing because it offers an opportunity for other people to just recognize what small little things are happy Mm -hmm. and can bring us joy in life. And then exactly like you said, it encourages them to be looking out for the same things. Um, I have definitely had like gratitude practices off and on over the past couple of years. Um, But one theme that I have found in all of them, again, like coming from people that specialize in this stuff or have done the research, it's exactly what you said. This can't be like, oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my job. Yeah. Like, absolutely, we should be grateful for those things. But if you listen to these people, they all say it needs to be the unexpected, just like you said, like something that is unique to that day. Um, and I guess the closest thing that I probably have to a gratitude practice in my life right now is, I want to call it glimmer, but they call it a delight. I think since listening to that podcast, I've kind of begun doing it again. And it's like something as simple as like 
it's a very pretty sunrise on my way to work. Or I know another silly one that I recently had was being out in a parking lot and I saw this dad in his big old huge truck getting his daughter out of the back seat, and she has like butterfly wings on and rain oh. boots. And it was just like one of those things I was like, that is so cute. And it brought me joy, and it was such a simple thing. So it needs to be exactly like mm-hmm. you said. It's simple, and it's unique to that day because then it's forcing you to be present and paying attention to what that thing is. Yeah, I another piece of that, like so how did you know this is – another tangent I went on. So how did you know that you were feeling joy? So what I'm asking is like when we talk about like embodiment or how do you feel? Like what does it feel like to be joyful? Like what does it feel like to you? Such a good question. This is something as you know that I'm continually working on my embodiment because we've got some Mm -hmm. issues. Um, But like I don't even know why because I'm not remembering the actual experience, but for some reason I want to say I like feel it in my chest. Okay. It's almost like pressure, but like I just feel like excited. Oh, that's a hard one. I don't know how to explain. I think I just know that it's kind of, it's something that has drawn me back to the present moment. So going back to the sunrise, I'm just on my commute to work. I'm listening to music or whatever I'm doing and suddenly I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm on my drive to work and look at how beautiful this thing is. Yes. And the reason I ask this is because maybe not necessary, but helpful to bring us to that moment or to be like, oh, I do experience this all the time. I'm just not labeling it joy or delight or whatever. So I kind of came back to what does it feel like? And so I had a four thoughts but they're not like monumental by any means but the first one and I think the biggest one for me is like a and so overly descriptive but like a lightness about me like if I'm like weighed down by stress or all the mental load or and physical load whatever I'm feeling like tense or tight um but if something like that happens it feels like light and kind of like expansive that's the word. I think it wasn't pressure. It was, Exp- yeah. Expansive. So then like, feel like an expansion, a lightness, like maybe a release of breath, like, huh. Yeah. Like that, it, conscious or not, right? And then I think often, this is probably super common, is like, it's like that unconscious smile. Like you just feel your cheeks going up because you can't help but smile at something. So I think those feelings, like when we're talking about that expansion, or we've talked about this in other episodes, that expansion or contraction to know if something is right for you, or Mm -hmm. all these bigger picture, how do you know concepts, but bringing it back to something as simple as those feelings or things in your body are happening all day long, right? And so recognizing those small delights, those small glimmers, those whatever you want to call it, right? cutesy name like whatever you need to do whoever you need to share it with however you need to remind yourself to do that a clue of if that's truly one of your glimmers or your delight for the day maybe how your body is reacting deeper than just like oh that's cute I should be gaining delight from this thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. one of again one of the fleeting practices I have and this one's more ongoing I just don't do it every single day is 
a lot of times at night it's typically like when we're in bed about to go to sleep I'll ask him like what were your three favorite things about today um like if it's been a more negative day sometimes it is like I have to think really hard on it and I think like he Cam's just sweet so like he could 100% be telling the truth but like whenever I ask him it's always like involving me and part of oh Sean's grateful every night is me and the kids get pissed (laughs) (laughs) oh it's gonna be mine again every night every night so are they saying that because like you said it's what you should be grateful for or are they actually grateful that's kind of what I was getting at I think I mean Sean like will make it unique to the day and the kids will be like oh you're not grateful for us like you know you can hear Lucy saying that right but like he's like no I am like when your mom did xyz and it's just really important for him to model those things but also he means it (laughs) and then I'll be like even I will be like Come on, you had to be grateful for something. Yes, else. I will say that. I'm like, okay, what was your glimmer or delight that happened at work when you weren't with me? Because, yeah, I, I think it you just sweet, have to though. be intentional, t- intentional about really digging. Like as you were talking, I was like, maybe something you and I should incorporate in our episodes is like ending with like, to my delight today was. Oh. But then I in my head I was like, no, I can't do that because I don't know what mine was today. So again, it's kind of just like forcing. Oh, so us now to we do- can't do the practice because you can't. No, we can do it. I just I am like your you goddamn to- glimmer, Maddie, right here, <laughs> this face. That's true. It's true. Kind of just like digging JK. for what that thing is. I I kind of want to counter that a little bit because to me. It should be so simple and so part of the everyday that you shouldn't have to dig. Like, there are good things that happen every single day that we just pass on by without noticing. I don't think it's like digging because nothing good happens. I think it's because if we're not aware of it, we're not paying attention. And if you pay attention, you could list 800 things that were delightful today. Well, gosh, what a full circle moment. I was also thinking as you said that, that just like my black and white thinking is coming up or like perfectionism because I can think of good things that happened today, but I'm putting pressure on like that's not good enough or it needs to be Mm. the very best thing for me to include that as my delight for today. That's fair. Which isn't great. Yeah, I'm sorry that's your experience, but... You're working on it. We're working through it. Yes. I think there's a difference too. Now, I think there, again, is research to this. There, uh, I think this was a Mel Robbins podcast. Um, there's identified, again, research proven, whatever. I just want everyone to know, I say a lot of research-based. It's not because I'm doing the research, y'all. Like, I'm not that in-depth. I hear other people talk about sure. research and then... I reference it, so let's just clear that up. Um, having said that, they talked about two different types of happiness. I hope I don't butcher how I pronounce these, but if I do, someone call and give us feedback. Okay, the first one is hedonic happiness, and that's like that moment-to-moment fun. The f- word fun is literally used, so we'll sort just whack myself in the face. We'll circle back to that. The second is, okay, eudaimonic happiness. And that is that deeper sense of life having meaning and fulfillment. So that's a deeper happiness. And 
Mel's talking about how life requires, I would venture to say, we're living our best life, whatever that looks like, requires both types. Yes. Right? So it's very possible that I could constantly be in a hedonic state of happiness where like I'm doing a lot of fun things, but I'm not fulfilled at a deeper level. So I have no eudaimonic happiness. And it's also possible that like my life is fulfilling and I'm doing things aligned with my purpose or my values or whatever that is. So like at a eudaimonic level, like in a deeper sense, I am happy, but I never am allowing myself to have fun, right? So you're not actually enjoying that happiness. And so she gave good examples of like how both are needed. And when we get too hung up on one or the other, and it's never going to, it's not meant to be in perfect balance, right? It's just being mindful that both need to be present in order to like, I wouldn't even know what you're aiming for here if there is an aim, right? Because we're talking about not a end location, but to live our best life, whatever that looks like or feels like requires elements of both. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, I don't know why so many things come back to like career driven for me, but like if we're looking at the, what was it? I'm saying that wrong. Eudaimonic. Eudaimonic one. Like I have this meaning and drive of, okay, this is what I want to do with my career and I'm going towards that and that does bring me joy and passion but I'm so busy investing in that career that I'm building for myself that I'm not experiencing more of that like moment to moment joy but I can also see the exact opposite at times as well yeah it was just a good point like because there is a difference between those two right one thing that I had written down and I think I guess this carries on naturally from what I just said is part of my issue and experiencing more joy is like first and foremost that I struggle to be present. But another thing is that I think I place joy in the wrong places or think that it's going to come from the wrong things. And so I like wrote down some of the things that I think in my life I think X is going to provide me those things. So such as like career moves or like having the next degree, having the next certification, getting that promotion or purchases. Again, going back to Target. Here's some destinations. Um, Like travel and moving. And I kind of double had to think pretty deeply on that one because traveling absolutely brings me joy. But I think sometimes I almost view it as like running away from my problems that I experienced this before. If you remember, I, <laughs> Oh, I, I do. I, I found a postcard you sent me from this time in your life. Yeah. I was the other going day. through a lot. It. And so All of it. <laughs> I uh, left for a summer and I moved to Oregon and it's that whole idea that things are going to be better in this place. Grass is greener. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so what did I write down under that? There's a misconception that our, like having new surroundings or new settings are going to make us happy. Um, Mm -hmm. What's that say? But even when we obtain those things, like it just becomes our norm and it's not so exciting anymore. 
and I put in parentheses after that is it's an ever moving target. And we say that Ugh. in our intro, like it is like yep, we, we yep, obtain yep. the thing and then there's a new one. Yeah. I, I was encouraged. I think when I heard about the two different kinds of happiness and the, in theory, again, in theory, simplicity of allowing yourself to have fun and many of the things we talk about are deeper level right and that's kind of how we roll that's how we function that's how we think a lot of the times and so sometimes the more simple something is the more actually complicated it is for us and maybe for many people who are listening but the encouraging part I think of those two types of happiness to me was that it's always within our control that joy and happiness can be cultivated. So if you're not experiencing it right now, it's not as if you have to wait to get to a point where like everything's in alignment and your values are great and your passions are, you know, being met and your life looks like X, Y, Z. And maybe some of those passions or values or those things deeper level things like that could tie to that eudaimonic happiness that doesn't mean that you can't be tapping into that hedonic level of happiness right now of just that moment to moment fun like that is in your control like today like go do something that brings you joy and when I started thinking about that I then brain dumped a whole bunch of areas of like small joys that I experience I would love to hear them I made okay. a, a list too that I was like, when do I actually feel like fully present and joyful? Okay. And some of these are like active moments and some are just like situational. Okay. Anyway. So my initial dump had things such as sunsets. I love sunsets. Uh, yoga pants or leggings and oversized sweatshirts. <laughs> There's yes. just something about that season where you're in big comfy sweatshirts and that whole like meme of like, am I wearing a bra? Do you know? Like that, love a big sweatshirt. Um, Avi, iced coffee oh, every day. I and that's why that you that on my find... list and that is definitely one of my joyful moments. If I, not if I need, I need to save money, but that's something I do <laughs> like for me easily Okay, fine. Pretty much every day. Um, (laughs) Another thing, taking naps. I find a lot of joy in laying down in the middle of the day for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, The giggles of kids. So, like, there's just, like, even walking past the park and hearing kids giggle or, like, my own kids, like, cracking each other up or a baby, like, when they're initially giggling. Ugh, love it. Um, Finishing a good book. Like, wit- and I love, like, witnessing other people's joys. Yep. So if other people sharing are that. enjoying something. Yeah. yeah. that shared or, like, Sean's laughing at something that I don't think is funny at all, but then seeing him laugh and, like, that almost crying, can't stop laughing, like, that brings me so much joy, whether or not I know what the hell he's laughing about, right? Um, And then from that... It got me thinking because I was brain dumping this like after or around Thanksgiving break and my, um, a bunch of family came, right? And so four of my nieces and nephews were here and we did a lot of like going to the park and playing board games. And, um, so just embracing the simplicity of those things 
like the park or board games. Like we weren't necessarily like spending money or going on like these expensive Instagram worthy kid adventures. Right. But then with that, it was also like we did or later on in the break went to like Disney on ice with some friends. And like, I was into that Disney maybe more than my kid. Um, (laughs) Playing with Legos with the little ones, like going to the, the Trolls movie, like that shit is good. Um, <laughs> like making, we were like teaching the girls to like make friendship bracelets that we made when we were little. And so all of this, like I've talked about this before, this idea of like simplicity being a value of mine. But when we first started brain dumping, remember, I had no effing idea what that meant. Like, I out. think this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Like. The simplistic everyday moments that bring delight, the simplistic actions or things that I can do or recognize, and oftentimes it's that childlike simplicity, which makes sense that that would bring me joy because it ties to one of my values. And it goes back to what you said a little bit ago that like all of those moments and things that are bringing you joy are within yourself. Like you're not having to like maybe like the Disney on ice or whatever, like you're obviously like purchasing or going to an event, but sorry, bumper is barking. Um, like majority of those things are just like within your, you can do that anytime you want and they all are mm-hmm. very simplistic. Yeah. What about your list? Okay. Adding iced coffee. As we mentioned, I coffee. also, love going to the beach with cam that was like one of our first dates so i think it's just like our thing nostalgic Um, and yeah but also just like visiting a fun restaurant like not so much like the chains but we love checking out new breweries and things like that Mm -hmm. um one of the first things i always think of if somebody's like what do you enjoy doing or what are your hobbies i'm like playing with my nieces and nephews like it's so easy to just get loss in time with them like I'm it's almost like again going back to the simplicity of like you're just on their level and they're not having all these external thoughts and pressures yet so I love playing with them um this one came to me and I was like oh my gosh yes I just wrote being in the sun like I love the feeling of the just laying there and feeling myself soaking it in um I also wrote down getting lost in a good book I love hiking especially when I'm out west Another, like, huge thing for me in my life is music. So I just said listening to, like, old favorites or finding new music. That makes me super happy. And then at the very bottom, I pretty much said this to you, but I said the one thing that all of these have in common is that it's things that I already have or can easily access. It's not these things that I need to work towards or achieve. Whereas before I gave you guys a list of, like, what I misplaced joy for being such as getting the promotion or all of those things that I need to work towards so it was like it was just a good moment for me to remember to work my best to be more present because that's what's actually going to bring me joy yeah I think the whole concept of like figuring out what fuels our joy and then simply like do more of that Mm -hmm. like we don't need to overcomplicate it Yes, and I feel like a lot of our episodes are these, like, not that, like, they're bad, 
they're not bad steps at all. It's just that some of them. Are <laughs> well, oh God, we've done a lot of work for these to be awful things. <laughs> I, that's not what I was meaning to say. What I'm trying to say is they're more like challenging or difficult, and so I can see listeners maybe feeling a little overwhelmed. Yeah, we're like this is a great podcast because it's so easy. It's like see the little girl running around in her rain boots, <laughs> or look at the freaking sunset and the leaves. Like this is such a simple act. But we still need to be intentional in looking out for it. Yeah, I think my last thought in this, and I think this will be a shorter one just because it is purposefully simple. Mm-hmm. My only, or my last thought was like, I think there's sometimes a guilt in feeling joyful in a time when there's so much suffering. So for those of us who are like, helpers in the world right um and we see how much some other people are struggling in some moments or maybe even people in our own lives like family members or friends or um we see what's happening overseas or um mass shooting I mean all the terrible shit that's going on all the time and then it's like how can I Or why do I get to be happy and joyful in these simple moments when all these other people are suffering? And I think that's real. That's real. I don't, there's no like counter to that, right? I, but I'm not convinced that like the world would be a better place if we all just suffered along with them, right? Right. So there still needs to be effort. Like we just said how simple it was. But that effort or intentionality behind those moments of joy that we can soak up because us having those moments of joy and feeling fulfilled or energized or whatever, whatever the word is, um, if then moments come where we're being called to serve others or help or um, make a contribution in some way, like we're going to have more to give from ourselves. Right. And that's the similar concept of like the self-care episode that we talked about and things like that. So I think feeling that guilt is real when Mm -hmm. like the world feels so shitty sometimes and is, is so shitty sometimes. But I also have said this before that I like refuse to believe that that's everyone and everywhere. Right. Like just because it's many places and for many people, it's not for everyone and everywhere. Yeah. Right? And so taking the time to recognize the good that is in the world um, is important work too. And you said like you don't know if – like if empathy is 100% needed and it's good. But exactly like you said, if we made that so that we weren't allowed to enjoy any of our own – like joy or lives. I am so brain dead today, you guys. I'm just like stumbling over my words. But if we all leaned into that, it is like I think it would bring everybody down. Whereas maybe somebody's really struggling. Like I'm thinking of my own life and say I'm having like a really, really tough day. But then I do see the dad and the daughter, like I said, just experiencing this cute moment, like that brings me joy. And so I don't think that anybody should feel guilty for allowing themselves that happiness because maybe your happiness is what is giving somebody that's in a tough time their own piece of happiness. Yes. Yes, that. And it's contagious, right? Yep. That as we're recognizing and sharing, 
I think that's really important. And so I think the takeaway here is a, the gratitude piece and how like research based that is important. And then that, um, even if it seems simple or silly or not important, the idea of having fun and how that does lead to some of these deeper things and how that's, again, research-based important. But then I think the biggest takeaway for me is that simple, like, delight practice of, like, recognizing delights. And however you want to do that, whether that is taking a picture and then making, like, a favorites album on your phone that's called, like, Daily Delight. So if you're ever feeling sad... You click open that album and you scroll through your own delights. If that means you're sharing it with, you know, a group of friends or family and you say, hey, I think we all need this in our lives and this is a good reminder and almost accountability to be present um, and you're sharing those pictures or you're journaling about your daily delight or you're sharing it with your partner at night or whatever that looks like. But like yep. the intentionality of that daily delight or that daily glimmer practice um, really is more impactful than you think. I feel like this is the only episode we get to say, and this is so simple and we're not joking. And that is real life. Yeah. Every time we say it, we laugh actually simple sarcastically, but this is for real simple. And so, yeah, it feels good to give that kind of thoughts. Yeah. And it would be so cool to like hear what other people's like, I don't know why I keep wanting to say glimmer, but that's just going to be my new word. Like glimmer or delight. I like it. I like it. Um, it would just be cool to hear what other people's are. Like whenever we post this on Instagram, we should get some people's thoughts of what they found joyful in their day. Yeah, so keep an eye out because you know if we posted this, we're following it up with that Instagram post. Um, so please comment on this post because we want to hear what that list of simple sunset, iced coffee, Target, <laughs> sunshine, oversized sweatshirt list is for you. So, um share because it is simple finally (laughs) finally and you're welcome